Oh shit! You are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet, Up in Flames, brought to you by your boy Mo Murphy. This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Mo. Back with another episode of the Up in Flames Sports Podcast. As always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I appreciate y'all for listening. So, without further ado, we're going through the coronavirus pandemic right now. So, we've had a lot of time on our hands. And I've been seeing a lot of lists. Greatest of this. Greatest of that. Who's the greatest basketball player of this generation of this decade? Who's the greatest football player? But there's one list in particular that I just had a complete problem with. And that was a list I seen by 247 Sports saying rating the top 10 college football running backs of all time. I'm sorry, not of all time, of this past decade. My apologies. But I I really do have a problem with this list because I'm going to run through it. You know what I'm saying? It's really a 1 through 12 because a couple people are tied. But I'm going to run through the list first and then we'll address every problem I have with it after that. So at number one, you got Jonathan Taylor, two Dalvin Cook. Tied for third is Melvin Gordon and Monty Ball. Four is Saquon Barkley. Five, Leonard Fournette. Six, Ezekiel Elliott. Seven, Royce Freeman. Eight, Nick Chubb. Tied for ninth is Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. And 10 is LaMichael James. So I'm going to start off by saying there's a man missing on this list, and it's Todd Gurley. How in the hell do we rank the 10 best running backs? Really, it's 12 because there's a couple times. But how in the hell do we rate... The best running backs of this past decade and Todd Gurley do not go on that list. That's the very first problem I have with that is how the hell is Todd Gurley not on this list? Next, why in the fuck is Ezekiel Elliott ranked number six? Ezekiel Elliott has been the sixth best running back in this decade. But if you ask me off the rip, Ezekiel Elliott is number one. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. The year that Derrick Henry ended up winning the Heisman. Should have been Ezekiel Elliott, and everybody know it. Unless you're an SEC or Bama fan, everybody knows Zeke deserved that Heisman that year. Not Derrick Henry. Yeah, he had more yards, but he had about 100 more carries. Derrick Henry was averaging like 35 carries a game, and he still ain't have that many more yards. And in a head-to-head duo, which was after the Heisman race, so I fully understand. But, hey, Zeke proved who de- who deserved the Heisman that same year when they played Bama in the college football playoff, which is why I think – A big reason why I think Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back of this past decade. Zeke ran Ohio State to a national championship with a third-string quarterback. Now, I get it. Cardell Jones was a lot better than anybody, any of us thought. But Ezekiel Elliott ran us to a national championship, averaged over 220 yards a game in the Big Ten championship in the first and second round of the college football playoff. He ran... For over 200 yards, and we dusted Wisconsin, and I say we because those of y'all that know me know I'm a big Ohio State fan, so this might even come off a little biased, but I'm going to hit you with some facts to go ahead and prove my point. Ezekiel Elliott ran for over 200 yards. We beat Wisconsin 59-0 to to even put us in the playoff predicament because that was also the same year where we got upset in the first game of the season by Virginia Tech and when Braxton Miller went down and we rocked with JT Barrett all year. Then JT Barrett ends up getting hurt in that Michigan game. So we end up having to go with Cardell Jones to the uh, college football playoffs in the Big Ten Championship. But he ran for over 200 yards. We beat Wisconsin uh, 59-0. Then 
In the first round, we are the number four seed. We play against Bama, who's the number one seed. We go in as underdogs. They had the best defense at the time. They was the best defense of the country. Ohio State ain't got no chance. They got a third-string quarterback. So what do Ezekiel Elliott do? Run for over 230 yards and run us to upset victory over Bama. Granted, and that is considered the best team in the country at that point in time. They were ranked number one. Then, not only do he do that, he go ahead and go for the triple crown. And in the national championship, he run for over 220 yards against the second best team in college football. Another underdog W. The same team that just smashed, you know what I'm saying, former Heisman Trophy winner Jameis Winston and his Florida State Seminoles. Ezekiel Elliott runs for another 220-plus game and wins us the national championship. Not only with Zeke, man, we ran shit with Zeke on the field. Zeke is the best running back of this decade. If you don't agree, let me know who you think it is, but you better come with some actual factual or I'm not buying it. Zeke is the best running back on this list, hands down. At number two, I'm going to rock with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, to me, was the second best running back out, especially out of everybody on this list. Mind you, Ty Gurley going in my top five too. And part of part of another part that I feel so strongly about Zeke being number one and, and Saquon Barkley being number two is I'm, I'm not a guy, I'm not gonna judge it because we're judging off of college running backs, but at the same time, these dudes were top five picks into the draft. Leaving their college careers, they were top five picks as running backs. Running backs don't go in the top five unless you just was that damn good in college. So I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley, number two. Off of this list at number three, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is the third best running back. You take away that injury that he had towards the end of his junior year, which is when he decided to go to the NFL, Leonard Fournette was a man amongst boys in the SEC. The, the toughest conference in college football is the SEC, and right behind it is the Big Ten, but Leonard Fournette was a man amongst boys in a, in a conference that has nothing but first-round draft picks on defense, from the D-line, the linebackers, to, to safeties, the corners. The, the SEC sends hella... Hella first-round draft picks defensively, let alone they've had some offensive demons. But they said hella, this is a conference full, consistent with first-round draft picks every year on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette at number three. At number four, it's a little tough. This is when it gets a little tough because I could honestly put Melvin Gordon in there, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry. At number four, I'm going to go with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, not only is he not on this list, and they have LaMichael James ahead of Todd Gurley. I'm sorry, LaMichael James was a baller, but they got LaMichael James and Royce Freeman ahead of Todd Gurley, another man who played in the SEC at the University of Georgia and ran through the SEC. Now, why I have Zeke number one and why I don't have some of these guys, one, they weren't better, but two, they didn't run their team to a national championship. Ezekiel Elliott did. Granted, I don't care what team it is, and I know Cardell Jones ended up turning out to be way better than anybody thought, but you tell me a running back that's going you tell me a running back on this list that's gonna run their team to a national championship with a third string quarterback. Cause none of these guys did it besides Derrick Henry. None of these guys ran their team to a national championship with their first string quarterback. So Zeke put the team on his back, he put the offense on his back. I'm gonna keep going back to Zeke is the best damn running back of this generation on this list. I'm not generation of this decade on this list. But I'm going to go number four. Like I said, Todd Gurley. The fact that he's not even a top 12 guy. He's tied for ninth and tied for third bullshit. He's not even a top 12 guy. And I'm going to go all out to say Todd Gurley is number four.
At number five, I'm going to put Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is the is, is the one running back on this list that, that won the Heisman. You know what I'm saying? Derrick Henry, you know, ran through the SEC. Once again, I'm putting a lot of value on the SEC. And for those of y'all that know me know, I kind of really hate on the SEC a little bit. But I'm putting a lot of value in what them defenses do and things like that. So I'm going to go with Derrick Henry at number five. At number six, I'll go with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has been a, a huge part of the Big Ten. He, he's, he's got records in the Big Ten and this, that, and the other. But here's why I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to drop him from what they consider 247 sports consider number one. I'm going to tell you why I dropped Jonathan Taylor all the way to number six. Because to be the best, you have to perform against the best. That's always my personal opinion. Now, I hold a lot of weight because what I'm finna knock Jonathan Taylor for is the same thing that I should be knocking Saquon Barkley for. The best team they played all season for both of them was Ohio State. Saquon Barkley, outside of one major run, got shut down. Averaged two yards a carry. Uh, Melvin Gordon, the same thing. 59-0. Melvin Gordon running for over. You know, he was arguably a Heisman winner that year. He arguably could have won the Heisman. Also, Melvin Gordon, that performance in the Big Ten Championship was the reason probably why he didn't win the Heisman. He was considered the best running back in the country the whole season. But then Melvin Gordon goes and... I think he ran for 30, 40 yards, 30 or 40 yards against Ohio State's defense. To me, to be the best, you got to perform against the best, which back to what I keep saying is why Ezekiel Elliott is the best. He performed against the best. He put up those numbers against the number one team in the country and the number two team in the country. There is no dispute that Ohio State earned that national championship behind the line, behind the likes of Ezekiel Elliott, and he, he ran his team in the national championship. I'm going to keep fucking saying it. But at, at number six, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. At number seven, I'm going to rock with Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook was a dog at Florida State. I'm not going to lie to you. Dalvin Cook was a dog at Florida State. Uh, I ain't the biggest Florida State fan, but, you know, I know I got a lot of people from back at the crib that are Florida State fans. But, but Dalvin Cook was a dog. He was arguably another guy that could have possibly won the Heisman at running back. So at number seven, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Now, mind you, I done fucked this list all the way up because that's how ridiculous this damn list is. At number eight, mm, at number eight, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey was a two-way man. You know what I'm saying? He could, he, he's the same way he was at, with the Panthers. is the same way he was at Stanford. Christian McCaffrey was another dog. Now, mind you, all these guys on this list are dogs, and they were great running backs, but where they rank certain people on this list is just crazy to me and I do think part of it is where, where these guys were taken in the NFL because that's just a measure of how great they felt NFL scouts felt they were played in college you know what I'm saying to bring them into the NFL so that's why you know Christian McCaffrey was a top 10 pick you know what I'm saying Dalvin Cook was a second round pick you know what I'm saying Dalvin Cook was a second round pick Derrick Henry was a second round pick and he was a Heisman winning running back and he was the second round pick so that's who I'm gonna take at number eight at number nine, on this list, based off of this list, at number nine, I go Monty Ball. Uh, Monty Ball was another was another dog at, at Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin has some dogs at running back, hence why Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, and Monty Ball all made this list. But I'm going to go with Monty Ball at number nine. And at number 10, I'm going to round out number 10 with I keep LaMichael James on the list. Actually, no. No, 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 no. At number 10, Nick Chubb. 
Because Nick Chubb was the next dog coming out of Georgia right after Todd Gurley. With, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb at number 10. But I just felt the need to address this list because there's all these other lists going around. And, you know, you see, and I, I don't have a problem with a lot of lists, but to me, this just the fact that, you know, obviously it bugged me being a Buckeyes fan that Zeke is number six. I had to address this shit. But to have Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook at one and two, like Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette wasn't some dogs and they were some men amongst boys. We talking about two guys, top five draft picks coming into the NFL. Clearly they were more high, highly, you know what I'm saying? They were more sought out after than any of these other running backs besides Ezekiel Elliott, who also went number four. Christian McCaffrey was a top 10 draft pick and running backs don't get picked in, in the top 10 unless they think they're that guy running that football. Running backs don't really go in the top 10. But that was just something I felt the need to do today. Um, I know it's not a lot of talk, lot to talk about, but another thing I want to talk about is um, stuff I've been seeing with the NBA. So I've seen something, um, you know, while I watch a lot of these podcasts and listen to a lot of these other guys that do this shit. So I, I was listening to um, Adrian Wojnarowski say that it's very possible that um, they basically take the 30 teams and place them in two cities and they end up playing the games in a bubble, basically eat, sleep, breathe, and train basketball to finish out the regular season and do the playoffs. Now, how they would do that, I don't know, because if you're trying to keep the teams in a bubble, then my only question is, how are you going to, are they going to travel? Are these two cities going to be like an hour apart where the only time they're traveling back and forth to play and I'm imagining it's basically going to be like AAU style. So for us fans, it could end up being lit. You know what I'm saying? Like low key, bro, the, the, the games might start in the morning time. We might have games at 10, 11 o'clock going through the rest of the day until the night. Now, some of us are going to miss some of our favorite teams playing and things like that. But I guess another question is, would the players be OK with that? Because you're basically going to be putting a bubble away from your family. Now, I know they do it for camp and things like that, but are they going to be willing to go ahead and be put in a bubble and be away from their families and basically is have contact with your team and your team only. I mean, you know, we got our phones and everything like that. So the way we could keep in touch with our families is a lot more advanced and you'll be able to see them. But would they be willing to do that? But if they do, I would imagine it'd be like AAU style. So, yeah, they might not play in front of fans, but if they're going to be playing in front of each other, it still could be lit. You still going to have... You know what I'm saying? I just hope that they still go all out and play this season like winning a championship means something. Because I really want to see my guy LeBron James hoist up that championship, man. He deserve it. He going to get it. He going he gonna to do it. First person to win three championships with three different teams or win a championship with three different teams. I mean, it's Kawhi LeBron going for that feat. And I think LeBron going to get it done. I think the Lakers going to win a ring. I don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? If it's going to have an asterisk next to it because he got a break in the middle of the season, I don't give a damn. Whoever wins the championship is going to win it, and it's going to be rightfully so, and it's going to go down as a title. Even if you want to put an asterisk next to it, you ain't putting an asterisk next to LeBron's first title in Miami when they played 50-something games because they locked out, and the first game started on Christmas. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I want the NBA to come back, and if that's what it takes and they're all on board of doing that, then I, I, I just want to see the NBA back, man. I just got so much shit to talk about when it comes to basketball. I want, I got shit I want y'all to hear. I know y'all want to engage in a basketball conversation. We are, It was supposed to be prime time, the NCAA tournament. The NBA regular season was about to kick up in the gear. People were going to be battling for playoff spots, and right now we're missing out on all that 
But, you know, just stay tuned. Trust and believe. I'm going to keep coming with more episodes. My next episode I got coming has guests. I have four to five guests, and we're going to do an all-time NBA draft. So y'all definitely stay tuned for that. It's coming. To all the homies that's getting prepared for that, just know I'm going to have the best team. So y'all might as well get your best list together because it's going to be Team Mo got the best team, one through eight, on an all-time NBA draft list. But once again, I appreciate y'all for listening. I, I want y'all to subscribe, like, share, comment, help it get out there. Y'all doing a great job for me right now. I appreciate all my support system. You know, my wife has been supporting me since day one that I've started doing this. All my family supporting me. All my brothers is supporting me. So, you know, I appreciate the support. I appreciate the feedback. I'm taking all feedback. Let me know what y'all want to hear about. You know, I already had a homegirl hit me up saying she want to hear about certain things with women in sports. So, so I'm going to keep them coming. Y'all give me what y'all want to hear about, and I'm going to talk about it to the best of my ability. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mo underscore up in flames. I changed my regular one to kind of match my podcast name. I'm going to even start doing maybe some live videos, things like that. Keep y'all engaged. Keep y'all going. But once again, I appreciate y'all for listening. On that note, Murph out.